0: Welcome to Episode 3 of Shared Discovery, the show and podcast dedicated to sharing all the exciting and enjoyable aspects of games and gaming. I'm your host, Victor. Today, I'm joined by my new co-host, Xander. How are you doing, Xander? Uh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We have a really awesome show planned for you guys. So, the first two episodes we talked about why we think it's worth playing gaming games, yeah. how to get into games, and today we're going to talk about types of gamers, right? Yeah. What type of gamer are you, we're gonna give some people some terminology.
1: And, like this is like, from what I looked at this, I see it's more towards like video games rather than yes. than board games.
0: Absolutely, so a lot of the research that we have today is gonna to come from people that were studying video games specifically, uh, but it also has been applied to people that are playing physical games, Yeah. right? But before we dive into that, I think it's important for you to tell the audience who you are. How did you get into games? What kind of games do you like?
1: Yeah, so I have been playing video games, board games, stuff like that for like my entire life. Uh, I started playing video games like on the Wii, as most people my age did, <laughs> playing Wii Sports and yeah, Mario Kart. So. Um, but I really got into it when I got my first ever Pokemon game, uh, Pokemon Go, and then Solid. like more mainstream game, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee.
0: Nice, that's
1: and that's the remake of my first Pokemon game, uh, <laughs> Yellow. Yellow version, yes. Yeah, and and it's just grown from there, and I've played video games every day since. So Pokemon games are your intro into games. Yes. What other kinds of games do you play now? I. <laughs> One I've been playing, because a, it's sequels coming out soon, is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, Which I wanna, we've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been playing, I've been trying to get all the shrines in that, and mm. it's just a grind. Yes. But I, I enjoy it because the music's great, it mm. looks amazing. It does. Um, so yeah, the
0: atmosphere is fantastic oh, yeah. in that game, and we've been looking forward. We've been we've been needing a sequel.
1: Yeah, honestly. Yeah, we've been wanting it since twenty seventeen yes. when the first one came.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, oh, geez, that was six years ago. So, are you a Nintendo gamer then?
1: Absolutely. Okay. So that's that's where you like. But I do like playing some games at my sure. on my computer. on my phone. Awesome.
0: It's a lot of fun. Yes, uh, that's why we're doing this, right? Yeah. It's so much fun, so fun. thank you for sharing that. We know yeah. a little bit more about you, and we're gonna learn more about you as we go through these criteria today. So absolutely. As, we, as I was saying, we're gonna talk about different types of gamers today. And there's a lot of different research on what that looks like, um, how people spend their time with games, what makes yeah. games fun for them. So we're gonna go through that, but I wanted to put a disclaimer here at the beginning. Yeah. Right? So what we're doing today is we're engaging in categorical thinking, right? And from social social psychology, that means it's like, it's when you make these broad generalizations about people to help understand the world. Yeah. And it has its benefits, right? But there's also some big cons to it. So Some of the pros there is it makes it easy to interpret information quickly and you can readily react to the environment. So if you know, well, I'm an extrovert, right? I'm an an introvert, right? That's a general broad category that communicates a lot, but it doesn't communicate like the nuances of, but sometimes I act more like an introvert. Right. Yeah, sometimes so Sometimes I have to
1: turn on my extrovert f- switch. Sometimes
0: i got to flip on the extrovert switch when we're recording a show and a podcast, right? Yeah. Not always like this, yeah. but those categories are really good because they help at a glance know that an extrovert is very different than an introvert and in what they need in social situations. But the, the cons there is that with this categorical thinking is that it encourages you to focus on the differences heavily stereotype other groups of people make arbitrary decisions like I don't want to play that kind of game it's not yeah. from people like me right yeah. which can, can be bad
1: you can enjoy any type of game exactly like I've enjoyed both breath of the wild and animal crossing two very, very different games very different types
0: of games right and I've heard people say well animal crossing that's for that type of gamer Right? And that's stereotypical thinking that we want to avoid. And a lot of the researchers have saying as well that let's avoid that. So what's the alternative here? Is spectrum thinking or component thinking, right? Thinking of these attributes in the gray area, right? It's not just either or, but it can be both, between, neither. And also thinking of these categories as components of yourself. Like we were talking about, yeah. I'm sometimes an introvert. I'm sometimes an extrovert. So that's what the researchers are saying, and that's what social psychologists say. is a, Is it's a more nuanced way to think about yourself than the things that we're going to be teaching today. Yeah. Okay. So, just wanted to knock that out here. We're going to still do a lot of categorical oh, thinking today. That's, that's the episode. That's the episode, yeah. Right, but just warning here at the beginning, don't overgeneralize. Yeah,
1: right? overgeneralization is how we get a lot of problems in the world. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But we don't want to get into that because... No,
0: but I, I want to start off here with an overgeneralization. <laughs> so, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. Would you describe yourself as a casual or a hardcore gamer? Casual. Casual? Mark, yeah. Tell me why.
1: I, I'd rather not like go as fast as like, I can through a game. I'd rather take my time. I'd mm-hmm. rather explore, like figure out what I can do, figure out what I can't do, figure out how to uh, do what I can't do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I think I'd probably lean more to the casual side as well because I want to take my time with things. I like to relax. I like to set my own goals that aren't like super intense, super time restricted. So wanted to get that clickbait question out there at the beginning, right? Because as we were talking about where do we start with this episode, what are two big categories that you always hear? You you hear the the sweaty hardcore gamers, the filthy casuals, right? And again, back to that stereotypes, we wanna break that down and like remove that language and say there's pros, cons, benefits to both types of gamers. What even is a casual? What even is a hardcore gamer? And I felt like that is a really good starting point. And as the research shows is a lot of the starting point that researchers had to. So as we move into, this, I'm gonna play the role of the hardcore gamer for this.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna play the role you're of the casual gonna, gamer. You're be the
0: casual, right? That's actually what I am. Yes, right. I've been a hardcore gamer before, so I think I I can handle this. So if I, but <laughs> so I, uh, you know, again back to that spectrum thinking. We vary, we go back and forth, but right now I'm the hardcore gamer. I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> no, just kidding okay so what i found in the research um is that there are five categories that we're going to talk about today of what separates um the hardcore and the casual gamers so first off is motivation right so why are you playing the game to begin with so for me i want to be the best i want to level up as quick as possible Because I'm the hardcore, I want to get as much out of this game as possible in the shortest amount of time and conquer it, beat it. And then there's me who would rather take my time
1: again, figure out what I can do, figure out what I can't do.
0: Mm, That's Um, too slow, hurry up. Listen to the music. Uh, Yeah, I guess it's there to listen to. pros and cons to both, right? So the next thing is the frequency. How often are we playing games? And what was so funny in this article I saw was hardcore they described hardcore gamers as playing games whenever they can a clock. That makes sense. Anytime. Anytime I'm breathing, anytime there's free time, anytime there's homework or responsibilities to ignore, I'm going to be I'm gonna be playing games. Yeah, that's
1: that's just ADHD, but <laughs> Oh, okay, that's
0: definitely a part <laughs> but other, of it, right? But other than that, yeah, I
1: and then again, there's what about me you? who would rather uh, do it when I can. To, like, if I have mm. responsibilities to do, I'm not gonna not do them. I'm gonna I'm gonna do them and then play games.
0: <sighs> that's boring. Come on. Yeah, well, the your the responsibilities can wait. <laughs> so the next category is mastery right learning the ins and outs of the games and i'm realizing i overlapped that a little bit with motivation but they link they link a bit a little bit so for me like i said the ins and the outs or i think a good way to think about this is min maxing Mm. right you hear about this for the top end players how do i get that little bit of extra boost how do i get those? 0.5 0.5 percentage points yeah. better, a little yeah. bit faster. Speedrunners, right? Yeah. Speedrunners are always trying to push just seconds faster.
1: Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'd rather do the opposite of that. Okay. I'd rather like not figure out how to do it exactly sure. to get through as fast as physically possible.
0: Good enough. Yeah. You want to get through good I
1: enough. I want to get through, but I don't want to Steamroll
0: through. I see, take it back to the frequency, taking your time with it, getting the skill you need, but having, having fun with it yeah. in your way. Yeah, you're not having
1: fun. I am
0: having so much fun, don't you see?
1: I would not have fun if I did, that, <laughs> I did it
0: that way. And then multiplayer, right? So what does it look like in a multiplayer setting to be a hardcore gamer versus the casuals? For me, I want to work with players too. Be the best, I want to be a part of a guild, have guild responsibilities, be there every Tuesday to raid, you know, work with my clans, my squads, to be the, on, on World of Warcraft, you'll often hear when new content comes out, server first, world first, right? So for me, I wanna be with my guild, with my guild I wanna go through the dungeons faster than anyone else on the server, cause we're the best.
1: Okay and then I'd rather just pop in whenever I'm needed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just make some friends and hang yeah. out.
1: Yeah, Very cool. Yeah. make friends. Making friends is important. It is, to get better.
0: <laughs> so, this last criteria, I think I've been exemplifying pretty well is competitiveness. And what have I, what have I been saying? The best, I wanna be the best. I take pride in proving myself against the opponent. I know that you're probably good, but I'm better.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I'm not competitive at all.
0: (laughs) So another example of this, I've played World of Warcraft a lot, so uh, an example of this are the PVPers, right? People that are playing, doing the player versus player content, and that specifically is in arenas. So 2v2, 3v3, and 5v5 arenas, right? And they have leaderboards and rankings that you can push through every time there's new content and it keeps resetting. That ooh, that's the dream for me. Let's let's do it. <laughs> magic. Same thing with magic, right? You have the the casual players who want to just play, have a good time, see what happens, and then you have the hardcore players, called maybe the competitive players, right, who want to make their decisions based on what's best, based on what's going to win them the game. How about you, casual? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not competitive, okay
1: at all. I'd rather just play the game. The competitive people can be competitive. I'm just gonna sit here, just gonna sit here <laughs> just gonna sit here
0: man, where's the adrenaline uh... <laughs> you get you get the thrills in a different way, yeah, and so all of this was to exemplify the, kind of in a cartoony way that. These two extremes are very different, uh, but there's pros and cons to both, but they also don't identify everyone. No. It doesn't represent all no, gamers.
1: I've played games both ways.
0: Yes. Again, back to the spectrum thinking, you can fluctuate and you can change over time. But what I was finding in the research is that two categories are never enough, right? Binaries are never enough. So the researchers in I was seeing found, made another category called core gamers. And what core gamers are, I, I hadn't heard this one before, right, because people like the extreme terms, but these are in the middle, right? These are gamers that play as much as possible without it being the most important thing in their lives. Yeah. Right? They're fairly serious about some games, less serious about others, right? And what, what we found is that the core gamers often used to be hardcore gamers. Yeah. Yeah, the competitive, the time sync players, right? But got to tone it down because of life. They got to have responsibilities yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, you
1: get a job. You can't. You can't play COD thirty-five hours a day.
0: You can, well, yeah, you can if you're hardcore. If you try hard enough. But <laughs> you try hard enough. You try hard enough. So that's that's Ends what the, the core. Fabric gamer. of
1: reality by drinking seven-five-hour energies. <laughs> Whoa,
0: <laughs> dang! That that is a hardcore gamer. Changing reality there. Do you think physicists are hardcore gamers? Mm maybe maybe okay big bang theory (laughs) oh maybe yeah you're right they are i think they might be on that show so i'm gonna ask you again now that we've gone through saw what hardcore gamers are casual gamers are core gamers are what kind of gamer do you think you are
1: Uh, i feel like i'm right in the middle between casual and core okay it's like i play casually most of the time,
0: but sometimes I play more competitively. Okay. So sometimes like we were saying with the core gamer, there is a game that just grabs you. Yeah. That you latch onto. So you think you fluctuate more between the casual and core game. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. For me, I absolutely used to be a hardcore gamer. So now I fit I read this core gamer. That's me that's yeah that's it right so yeah I,
1: I just found out about this like earlier today <laughs> yeah
0: i for like call of duty right call of duty modern warfare 2 was the one that i sank so much time in i was playing 12 hours a day pushing super hard trying to get like the crowning achievement was like get a nuke get 25 kills in a row
1: without dying i've, I've done that on sweet. Cut mobile. There you
0: go, right? And are thinking a golden gun, but it's mm-hmm. so hard. It's hard. You're not <laughs> hardcore enough. <laughs> so we went through those, and three categories still isn't enough to, care,
1: to oh, describe. Oh, absolutely you. not.
0: It's not. So this, this next branch actually has nine, and they call them personas. Yeah. Right, this next... Yeah, b- uh, form of research, nine. right? There are nine personas, and this is called Newzoo's Gamer Segmentation, right? And th- what, this was super interesting to me because this company is a, specifically focuses on game research. So they look at trends in gaming, demographics, who's playing, how much time they're playing, and they do this research to give to game designers. So, based on the research they've done, a few years ago they came up with this theory, the segmentation theory, and it's been adapting over time. The, to- the names of the personas have been changing, and now it was eight. Changing. Now it's eight, now it's nine. But the goal of this was to get just to see a wider audience. How are people spending their time with games? So, what they looked at in their research was how much people are playing how much people are watching games watching streams uh esports things like that how many games do you own like us <laughs> uh, <have> a lot <laughs> and then there. how much time do you spend socializing about games so that's what those are the four criteria that they look for in each of these personas so the first persona you have here is called the ultimate gamer <laughs> the
1: very very hardcore players yes
0: yes, and voting this from based on our last definition of hardcore gamer this is what from their theory that's this is the closest yeah. one to that
1: yeah. I, I, and, I love what's written down here live and breathe games
0: <laughs> <sighs> I need to play like I as a hardcore gamer I we need to hurry the show up so we can go play. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, play magic. <laughs> play magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need to test out my your new deck. My, my new deck. Yeah, absolutely. So what uh, what you see though is the ultimate gamers. Part of the research showed that only four percent of people are ultimate gamers.
1: The thing is, how many of how many is that? <laughs> scream with them. That's not a lot. Four percent doesn't sound like a, a ton. It's a ton. But how many gamers are there?
0: It's tiny, but we, we, we saw on our statistics section in Why Play Games that there are over three billion gamers. Yeah, right? so this is... 4% of that, that's not much. And it's so funny, because I, I really like this statistic too, because you often hear, well, I don't want, I'm not a hardcore gamer, I can't play. I'm not like, if I play games, I would be like that. And it's like, no, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being like that if people enjoy playing games those way. But what you see is the vast majority of people that play games don't, don't play like that, yeah. right? And they live, breathe, they have multiple platforms, they play lots of genres, they stay up to everything with gaming. That's, that's what the ultimate gamer is.
1: Yes, you're watching the Nintendo news
0: thing. The direct, <laughs> yeah, the Nintendo streamers, direct. right? Uh, they're on Reddit. I still
1: haven't watched a single Nintendo Direct. I,
0: I get the news. I, I get it afterwards.
1: Yeah. yeah we, we watch stuff about that's it after. Too, That's too early. That's yeah. too early to get up. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> learn about all these random weird games that are
0: coming out. Exactly. I'd rather learn about just the specific ones. The Pokemon, one. the the Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon ones, games, the, right? the
1: Mario games, yeah. the Zelda games.
0: Exactly. So, what's the next persona?
1: Uh, the next one is All-Around Enthusiast. Mm. Um, they're avid gamers who play many hours a week. Um, they watch, they own games, they, but they're not as dedicated okay. as the, the hardcore gamers. Sure, sure. So they're, going back to the first thing, they're like in between um, core gamers and hardcore
0: gamers. Okay, and what the research showed is that 5% of the players are the all-around enthusiast. Again, another really small portion of the population of gamers, yeah. right? And we we think for me at least, I thought there's casuals and then there's the ultimate gamer, the all-around enthusiast. Those that's where I thought gamers sat. But what we see in the research is like only 9% of people could kind of be categorized as hardcore gamers. And then there's there's and then there's, there's more. seven more.
1: There's seven more. Right.
0: And I would say what I noticed is that the all around enthusiast is probably the closest to the core gamer definition. Yeah. And the next, the next gamer you have, the next persona is the community gamer. And the community gamer, their passion goes beyond playing games, right? They don't play as much as they view content. So the streams that we were talking about, the esports, YouTube um, videos—they don't play, but they do view as much content as the ultimate gamer, right? Mm. Because they want to be a part of that community, and they uh, also engage with the community via like social media, Reddit posting, stuff like that. Reddit, Mm. Reddit, yeah, (laughs) Mm. and they're very proud to flaunt like their passion for games online, right? (laughs) Whether that. Is making YouTube videos, posting on Reddit theories. I see a lot of theory, like on the Pokemon Reddit. I see a lot of people making Pokemon theories, and this is this category is about six percent of the population.
1: So more than the previous two.
0: A little, yeah, four, five, six. <laughs> Maybe we'll hit seven for the, no. the solo gamer is uh, the next persona, which no. is no, no, five percent, five
1: percent, five percent of 5%.
0: the population, and these players lean towards single-player adventures or immersive games so they're least likely of the personas to view content or use the community resources to keep up to date on things they just want this is the type of person who just wants to go home play a game by themselves and then not think about it that's their way that they unwind this is the um
1: Closest one that's just introvert.
0: Yeah, the, this is the introvert. introvert. The solo gamer, introvert. <laughs> so what's the next category, uh, next persona? Yeah,
1: the next one is the mainstream gamer. Uh, mm. This one's actually 23%. That's, that's about which where is I would a, think it would be. Which is right? a
0: big jump yeah. from the previous ones. And before um, getting into the research, I thought this would be the biggest one. Spoiler, oh, it's not. It's not. Uh, but it's it's about where I thought it would be, right? Yeah. That's how I expect a, This is probably the closest to the casual gamer.
1: Yeah. Um, they're passionate, I can't English. Uh, <laughs> they're passionate about playing games, but don't spend much, if any, money on the game. And they're often mobile gamers. Yeah, Um,
0: the mobile, like the free-to-play games. Yeah, free-to-play. Free-to-play. I saw too when I was reading through this, maybe they'll have a computer uh, and they'll play the free-to-play games online as well because there's a lot of free-to-play MMOs or games. Like if you just go on Steam, there's a whole free-to-play section.
1: Or you're like me who has a crappy computer who can only play Flash
0: games. Like smaller, <laughs> you know, flash games. smaller flash games, smaller, smaller games. Yes, yes. So like, I actually grew up with a crappy computer, so I gravitated towards the indie games because they were less intensive on your computer. Or if I played WoW, the settings were all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'd oh. go to my friends who has a really nice computer. I'm like, this is a dream. I'm never leaving. And then I'd play WoW there for two weeks until I got kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and now, like that the phone can do more yeah it probably than is some strong- of those old computers it's
0: probably stronger than the computers that i have which is kind of insane is isn't that crazy it's, that's just technology that's just technology it's constantly advancing yes. and the nice thing about the phone is that they're great for filling time right? oh absolutely Since you can play anywhere which leads us into our next persona which is the time filler i feel like those two
1: go pretty hand and in hand, hand. which is why they're pretty similar percentage.
0: They are, yeah, absolutely. And the time filler is 25% of the population.
1: Which is a bit more.
0: It's a bit more, and that's what you expect. Well, the people that you play on their commute, play in their downtime, play while they're waiting for dinner to cook, play on the toilet. (laughs)
1: right? I'm guilty of that.
0: I'm very guilty of that. Wash your hands, disinfect your equipment, people. Yes, do that. (laughs) Wipe down your phones, okay? phone is the biggest source of germs. Don't drop it in the toilet. (laughs) Don't drop it in. (laughs) I've definitely not done that. I can't confirm or deny if I've dropped my phone in the toilet. I've definitely never done that. So the time filler is pretty straightforward. They they play, play quick time filler games and the, what kind of what separates this from the mainstream gamer is that the mainstream gamer tends to stay towards like the phone games right but a uh, time filler might pick up a switch or a ds or more handheld consoles yeah. and play on those
1: both of these feel like the um parents who are just playing candy crush on their phone sure
0: and that's totally awesome they Mobile gamers like that make up a huge population. Oh,
1: absolutely,
0: right. So, what's the what's the next category?
1: Uh, The next one is keep
0: saying category
1: personas. Yeah, yeah, the next persona. Yes, Uh, is the popcorn gamer. Mm. It sounds odd. It's not. Uh, Do they play movie games? What's this about? They might. (laughs) Uh, They might not devote as much time playing games. But watch a lot of content, live streams, mm. e- e-sports about games.
0: Okay, so they're like, I love games, but I really don't want to play them as much. Oh yeah. And this one is actually the biggest category.
1: Yeah, twenty-nine this... uh, percent.
0: That's huge. That's where I thought the mainstream gamers. Oh, would be
1: absolutely. When
0: I was when I started this research, so, right here, mainstream time filler popcorn gamers. This makes up three-fourths of the gaming population what, what is maths <laughs> about 75 percent around about there around that we could do we could pull out the geometric calculator or just the calculator <laughs> I'll let you work 76. on 76 76 oh I was okay I think wait.
1: Yeah, let's just go with that for so now. Let's move past it. it
0: mean, 77 I think over. it's
1: 77%. <laughs> yeah, 77%. Okay,
0: okay. So we, we see that. So the next categories are going to be smaller, right? The, oh. Because we just used up most of our sample size, right? Yeah. I think we're... Well, we won't send it just yet till we finish.
1: I mean, technically we can. Well, we'll we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait. wait.
0: So what's this next one?
1: The next one is only 30%. It's the backseat viewer. Mm. Uh, They do not play games almost at all, but watch a lot of content about it. Okay. So it's taking the popcorn gamer to the extreme. Sure.
0: So the popcorn gamer does play a little bit, but the backseat gamer just is like, no, I I just want to watch. Cool. They enjoy like the spectacle, yeah. like watching the pros be really good. Oh yeah, stuff. Wolfie VGC playing yeah, the exactly. So yes. or like someone who just watches speedrunners, watches the streams of like the really good players. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the last criteria, the last persona that we have for this segmentation theory is the lapsed gamer.
1: Yes, and. It's 10%. And if you've been paying attention to the numbers, uh, all of these add up to 110%.
0: Would you explain that real quick? Yeah, yeah, so as I I went a few years back with these personas, with these research, and this Laps Gamer is the newest of the personas. So what you see is they actually have a caveat that this is 10% of the total urban online population. So this is a much more specific population and i think they're going to roll it out into later updates to this right so if you take out the lapsed gamer we didn't talk about what it was oh yeah Yeah, we should probably probably talk about what is is the lapsed gamer okay so the lapsed gamer these are non-game enthusiasts well while they likely played games in the past they don't play anymore and they rarely watch video content right and so I think they added this on here because there's a lot of people who used to be gamers. Yeah. Right, that might come back.
1: Have nostalgic
0: memories. Nostalgic of playing, memories. Of playing yeah. on one of these. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they and what, what they put in the research is that about twenty percent of the people of this population that was surveyed said that they probably they planned on coming back to games in the next six months. Uh, so if you look at all the eight other personas, the ultimate gamer, the all-around enthusiast, the community gamer, the solo gamer, the mainstream gamer, the time filler, the popcorn gamer, the backseat viewer, those add up to hundred percent of of the research. So it makes sense that this one was tacked on here to do some preliminary research before they add it in. So all of these percentages will likely change as they add in the lapsed gamer. And so I, I'm really glad that they added this category of the lapsed gamer. Like, there's a lot of people that played in the past that for whatever reason, family, time, work, can't play anymore. But a lot of them, a pretty decent amount of them said, I would absolutely try again. I do plan on playing again. So back to our first episode, why we think it's worth playing. Maybe those are some people that you can get convinced to play with you.
1: Nostalgia is a powerful weapon. Absolutely. For this. Yes.
0: Yes. My my cousin, her husband, he played magic. He played Nintendo. Played D and D growing up. But he's like, I That's don't me. play games. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Right. He's like, I don't really play games anymore. Right. But we talked to him. We talked to him about what we like. We g- We played some introductory games with him, and he's like, Yeah, you know, I'll give this a go. So we're actually. We'll do this again. We'll do this again. So we were actually planning to do a, a D&D campaign oh. with him, to play some Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, get him back into the swing, right? Yeah. So I like this category, because this is people that might come back. Yeah. People that we can pull to the gamer side.
1: <laughs> Giant magnet, like Looney Tunes magnet. Come
0: here, come here, come play some games with the Okay, so nine personas. Xander, which one are you?
1: Uh, let me count here.
0: <laughs> okay. One. Pick, okay, two. which one do you gravitate towards most, and then give me a few. I th- feel gravitate.
1: like I'm closer to the all-around enthusiast mm. mm-hmm. than any of these, but I also feel like, like, the time filler. Sure. Like, those are ones that I feel... Those
0: are the ones you bounce between, you yeah. think? Okay.
1: Because I watch a ton of content... Sure. ...about games. But I also do... it while playing games.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes
1: I might play a game and watch content about it the like game. It sounds like maybe
0: you're on the popcorn gamer side. Yeah, maybe. right, You play a little bit, but then you really like being part of, yeah. uh, be enjoying and watching it. I, I think for me, I'm probably on that, the uh, all around enthusiasts there, for that spectrum, because I can't be the ultimate gamer anymore. I wish I could, that sounds like an achievement.
1: Who <laughs> are the old Become a gamer. YouTuber. <laughs> then you can.
0: I'm already on We're working on it. Oh, yeah, we are. We're, we're working on it, okay? What do you think we're doing? What yeah. <laughs> do you think this is? Exactly. So I think also, I, community gamer as well, I really like being, for the games that I play, being in the Reddit community, seeing the discussions that are happening, yeah. the advancements. And and,
1: Slightly bragging about your almost oh, entirely yeah. shiny alpha team on the oh, Legends Arceus. Oh,
0: absolutely! I've posted a lot of my shinies on the shiny Pokemon page on Reddit. Oh. are almost maybe it passed two hundred thousand people, but people just it's just a page to brag.
1: Yeah. About your shinies. Yeah.
0: Look at this different colored <laughs> Look Pokemon at this different I got. Different
1: colored Pokemon. that's so cool. That's 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 way rarer than normal ones. It's super and it took me cool. Hours to find. And I or days
0: so all-around enthusiast community gamer and i also really like the popcorn gamer as well because i like to just see what what the innovations are think about shiny hunting if there's a way to shiny hunt and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about in pokemon every pokemon from the second generation of games back in 2000 onward has a small chance to be a different color when it appears.
1: We'll talk about we'll that, talk more the the that more in about that more.
0: But I wanted to let you know here in case you're like, what are they talking about, shiny? And so what people will do is they'll spend time looking for those Pokemon over and lots over and over. And over and li- lots of Until time. they find that specific color and they'll, sh- they'll show it off. Yeah. And what's super cool is any Anytime there's a possibility to be a shiny, someone will hunt it. No matter how long it takes, someone will hunt it. So I it's, love, I love to keep up on what what crazy hunts people are doing. About the the
1: jirachi egg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, like you can. We won't get it. We, yeah, we'll spiral. Save that. Save that for the Pokemon episode, right? For the Pokemon episode. And so, the last question I have here before we move on to our last last theory here is, what stood out to you the most that you didn't know before we looked at these personas?
1: Uh, the fact that mainstream gamer isn't the biggest.
0: Yeah, that really stood out to me too.
1: Yeah.
0: Definitely. I that's. I and it's so interesting. I. I've talked about that. I've used that term before, you know, people that, uh, to describe certain type of gamer, the mainstream gamers, right? But I didn't know it was actually being used in research. So that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty cool. That,
1: that's also an interesting That's
0: pretty else. cool, yeah. People are doing research on us? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we make them a lot of money. That is, that is true. So, I think for me, what stood out the most was actually the lapsed gamer. Really? Yeah. I'd, it just went over my head to even research those type oh, yeah. of people, right? I hadn't seen it in any of the other research I was doing, so I thought this was a really cool innovation into gamer research.
1: Hmm.
0: So you want to move on to the last one here? Sure. Okay, this one's really cool. This is... Are you gonna... Oh yeah, we can send it. Nice. You beat me. You beat me. Did I? Yeah, you got me. Uh, okay. So, this, is, this one's really cool and probably the one I'm most excited to talk about. Uh, so, this is called the Bartle Taxonomy of Player Types. And this what ca- does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's words, right? Words. <laughs> We're going to get there. We'll explain these. So, this is, comes from Dr. Richard Bartle, who is a prolific game designer. And back in the 80s and 90s, he developed one of the first mul- massively multiplayer games. Which is? Called Multi User Dungeon. I think I've heard of it. And what that is, it's a multiplayer real time virtual world, all with text, all with text commands. Everything your character does, you say walk, fight, attack, oh, right? That B&D. And that genre is called, they're called MUDs, <laughs> multi user dungeon. And People still play them today, but the the genres moved more towards MMOs. Yeah, MMORPGs. Right? And so what this research came out of was the multi-user dungeon, the high-level players in that game, were arguing in forums in 1989. They were saying, well, what should we add to this game? What do people actually want to play in the game? And so for about nine month period from 1989 to nineteen, they were arguing and saying, well, I like this, well, I wanna play this, well, this should be in. Just add all of it. And they added, and these were about 30 people. And he went in and he's synthesized what they were saying and came up with these, with four player types. And so while the segmentation theory looked at how you're spending time, how you're engaging with games, this looks at how you're enjoying games. So, he really set the framework for multi uh, multiplayer online games and MMOs. And while this was mainly geared towards multiplayer games, but now it's also for single player. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll talk about those distinctions as well. And as we go along. As we go along. And he made two axes. So, we had acting versus interacting, right? Are you interacting with the world? or are you acting on the world? And then you had players versus the world. So are you there to play with the players or are you there to experience the game? And so out of these axes, they came up with these four four player types. The first one being the achiever. And these are players who prefer points, levels, gaining equipment, concrete measures that you're succeeding at the game.
1: This is the hardcore game <laughs> this feels most like the hardcore game it's played. it
0: has that element for sure absolutely I want, I want to be the best at this game how do i get there how do i get the most Both xp them. right Both and just popped in my head yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it it pops into my head regularly <laughs> so they go to great lengths to achieve rewards and that are even just merely cosmetic so thinking about like the shiny Oh yeah, yeah. That's just a that's cosmetic. Just bragging, right? It doesn't change the stats of your Pokemon. Doesn't change anything, but okay, it's bragging, right? So some of the achievers might be like achievement, literally achievement hunters. That's, oh, uh, Minecraft. Yeah. So every game now has a list of achievements, specific things that you get in a game to get like a trophy or something that's attached to you. So like, look what I did. Yeah. Varying in difficulty, like I, I play Terraria a lot, and the first achievement you get is chopping down a tree. So that varies from there, and then one of the hardest achievements is beating a boss that during the day one shots you.
1: Oh. oh, is that that like fairy one? Yeah, the oh, em-
0: okay. the Empress of Light, right? right yeah. So achievements vary in difficulty, and people want, uh, the achievers want to get
1: those. And then I, I play Minecraft a lot, kind of similar to Terraria. One of the first achievements, chopping down a tree. That's the first thing you do. There you go. One of the hardest is getting every single potion effect applied to you at once. It takes oh, wow. hours upon hours of setup in order to do.
0: That's cool. I like yeah. that. That's awesome. Uh, so they have a distinction between single and multiplayer games. Again, keeping in mind that this research is geared towards multiplayer, but for single player, Achievers want to beat the game in Subway. They want 100% completion, whatever that looks like in the game. Yeah. And a different achievers might have different definitions of what that looks like, yeah. right? But they want to beat the game somehow. Yeah,
1: uh, going back to what I was talking about earlier, Breath of the Wild, there is a collectible that there are 999 of them oh. scattered throughout the world. <laughs> And what you get at the end is just this stupid little thing. I
0: don't know why. It's not even worth. But for achievers, that is worth it. Yeah. Because they completed it, and they can say, "Look at what I did." Yeah. Right. And it reminds me of what's the Goldango? Is that? Golden go. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: Golden go. Uh, yeah. In the newest Pokemon game, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, there's a Pokemon. that, In order to evolve it from its pre-evolution to its evolution. You need to go around and gather 999 Gimmie Gold coins. Yeah. I mean, this one, it actually makes sense because the Pokemon's actually really good. It's
0: super good. It makes it worth it, right? But the point there is, like, you have to collect a thousand of a thing to get a trophy. And thankfully, the trophy's good because this Pokemon's super oh, strong. yeah. It actually kind of looks like a trophy. It kind of does. That's a good point. That's a good connection Wait. we got there. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wow, good job, Game Freak. Yeah. And so for multiplayer games, they want to show off their accolades uh, to other gamers in the world. They look for praise from socializers, which is another player type that we'll talk about in a little bit. And they often either value or despise. <laughs> competition with other achievers yeah sometimes they're like cool they're pushing me to get better and to get meet my goals or they despise them because they're getting in the way of them meeting their goals Yeah. so that's achievers these are these are pretty straightforward you want to complete the goals set for you in the game or that you set for yourself so what is the next player type that dr. Uh, Pardo lists
1: the next one is What I am at this point, uh, the explorer. Okay. They tend to dig around, try to find everything they can, but not as much as the um, achievers. They don't want to show off; they just want to do it because it's fun.
0: Yeah, and they, the explorers. Something that I think of is like they want like games with kind of like this element of mystery, like uncovering what the game has to have, immersing themselves in the world. I think of uh, Shadow of the Colossus Mm -hmm. as one of the games, Dark Souls, yeah. Uh, Uh, One of the examples we were talking about in the pre-show was Dark Souls, where you might think of Dark Souls specifically for the achievers, which it does have a lot of that, right? Getting good enough to beat the game.
1: And how painful it
0: is. (laughs) How painful it can be to beat the game. But I also think the, there are a lot of people that really like Dark Souls and these Souls-like games because they get to explore and see this fantasy world unfold for them. And Dark Souls specifically, it has a lot of lore, but it's not just handed to you. It's given to you in the form of like item descriptions and stuff. Yeah,
1: um, the same can be said with a game like Genshin Impact, one mm. I've been playing a ton of recently. Mm. Um, a lot of the lore, you don't find out. You learn from, like, story things that you get from leveling up friendship with characters with books that you have to collect. Um, that's a that's a pain to collect all of those. <laughs> um, with, like, side quests that you would never do unless you're specifically going for it. Sure,
0: absolutely. And explorers also, they just, like uncovering what the game has. So a lot of them like to find glitches, or Easter eggs, Uh, hidden areas. Um, They don't like time limits either. Oh, no. Right, that's stressful. I wanna go at my own pace. Yeah. It's it's what you'll see from an explorer. It's not that. What is, so what is a single player explorer like? What do they need?
1: Uh, We need like a game that's fairly open world.
0: Mm.
1: Like, mm-hmm. you're not restricted to go from here to here to here to here. You can do go at your own pace. You can, again, with like Genshin Impact, you can get your own, you can get any like combination of team. Um, you can explore it in different ways. Sure. You don't have to go into one of the most painful areas in the game. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so the combat, the leveling up, thats the mechanics are kind of second to you to just finding the lore, going at your own pace, exploring the game. Yeah. It's not, well, what about multiplayer? Like, it doesn't sound like explorers would really like multiplayer that much.
1: Yeah, We often become bored with those kind of games. Yeah. <laughs> In this, um, uh, let's see.
0: And what Dr. Bartle was saying when I was reading his article is that Explorers will often drop a game because they get bored. So, yeah. like in an MMO, oh. there's not enough content. They're like, ah, come on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> like this game isn't that. That's. Like, there's
1: not as much. There's not enough here. I already. It took me five hours to, to figure out what this person is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and that's, I go back to WoW, World of Warcraft, and I know friends not. who will, the new content will come out. They'll beat the raid they'll get max level, they'll beat the raid and say I'm done. I don't I'm not an achiever. I don't need to get all the achievements. I just want to do this. I just want to do get it. it over. Know it and it's that's fun for them. And that's really cool. But we talked about socializers a little bit in comparison to the achievers. So what are what are they socializer um, player types? they gain
1: more um enjoyment from socializing with other people. Mm. So again, this is more geared towards multiplayer games. You won't necessarily find them in single-player games, sure. but you can.
0: Yeah, and if they are going to play a single-player game, they really like games that allow you to interact with the NPCs um, and change how you, you know, the story unfolds through that NPC relationship. A, while we were talking earlier, I
1: brought up Telltale games. Mm, like, yes. you have to, like, certain interactions will cause certain characters yep. to like you less, like you more, or a different thing that happened down the line. You yeah, know, like, like
0: you brought up. Uh, life is strange. Yeah, life is strange. Yes. What is life is strange? Give them a uh, overview. I'm
1: trying to remember that now. Okay. Um. All th- All of the games are different. They're
0: a little different. Uh, they're the f- strange. They're strange. The The, the first one, is, you play as Max. She is trying to. Stop an apocalypse, I think. And you play through the game and you have all these interactions, and it's one of those games where every decision matters. Yeah. Right? Where, like you were saying, every conversation you have can change the opinion someone has. Of yeah. You.
1: And if that opinion gets too bad, they could l- leave you hanging they could off leave a cliff. You hang-
0: they could leave you hanging off a cliff. They could not be your friend, but it will fundamentally change the story. And this is what socializers want. These are the kinds of games, the single-player games that social player, uh, socializers will look for. And something else that I, I saw in the research is that socializers um, will like to share their experiences on forums. Oh. Um, and on social media as a way to still keep communicating about their single player experiences. Yeah. What about multiplayer? This seems, this seems straightforward.
1: Oh yeah, it's straightforward. They just want to make friends
0: yeah. <laughs> at this point. It's limitless. Yeah. You can, as long as there's people to talk to, we're good, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That was easy. Yeah, that <laughs> was a lot easier. Socializers are chill. They just, they're the, I, we were talking about how maybe those would be the role players the role-playing yeah. players. Like in World of Warcraft, they have different server types that cater to different types of players, right? Something they have like PV- PVP servers, play, PVE, so player versus environment, people that just want to do raids and stuff. And then they have role-playing servers. Sounds like what? It it's pretty cool. And there are people that will just get in character. I'm an orc, zug, zug, <laughs> things like that. So that,
1: that's a D. D&D is a huge, huge example of that. Huge that's example. What the game is—that is, that is a the role-playing game.
0: game. Can't really play by yourself. I guess the single-player aspect would be the DM making the world. Oh yeah. And then bringing it to the players, or like you making your character and your backstory. That's the single player yeah. that you're going to bring into the multiplayer yeah. environment.
1: Yeah, I've actually DM'd before, it's a pain. It is
0: a pain, but it's really cool when it unfolds. Especially when all three of your players
1: get a nat 20 <laughs> in a
0: row. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what are you supposed to do, God? Come on, as yeah. the DM, come on. And you get bad rolls, even though you're using your dice set, that gives you good rolls. Yeah, but wow. geez, you're using the rigged on. dice. Come on, you're going dice show So this last player type that he had in his original research were called the killers. It not the not the band. Not the band. Oh. The band rules. Okay. But sounds, it, it sounds, sounds intimidating. Intimidating. it does sound intimidating. But it, it's not
1: as intimidating as it seems.
0: These are probably would fall into the hardcore gamer oh, category absolutely. as well. But these are people that are motivated by power gaming, eclipsing others, being better than other players. Right? So for a single player, a lot of a lot of killers really aren't like super interested in single player, but if they are, they want to be the tops of the leaderboards. They want to beat other speed runners, right? It's still a competition somehow. <laughs> Is that your killer unicorn? <laughs> I was just pulling it out for fun. But yeah, it actually can
1: kill you. It can.
0: I've been killed by the unicorn. And then multiplayer, this is where killers thrive. Oh,
1: absolutely. They
0: want to cause mayhem. They want to put their skills toward. Um, against someone else's, like like we were talking about. With I
1: want to be better than you, and you can yes, do nothing about it. We were about talking
0: it. about the hardcore gamers earlier, so that kind of falls here with them, with them, uh, the killers as well. They would rather play against other players than NPCs or the environment, the PvP content, and some of them like the like friendly competition and have a competitive spirit, while others want to, you know, Force themselves on others with their abilities and hurt others, or the thrill of the hunt, and this is like, this is known as ganking, right? So in World of Warcraft, a high-level character will go to a lower zone and stab them, and just keep that's ganking. Every time you respawn, they gank you. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to me, as probably more on the achiever side. I'm trying to achieve. Chill out, right? And so I put here uh, we. Yeah, let's skip ahead to there. That's good. Uh, I have an example of this from when I was playing WoW called, there's a character, there's a dwarf rogue named Captain Crunch. (laughs) Not the cereal. Not the cereal, just a dwarf rogue who, he would sit in this low level zone on the the enemy faction side and just stab everyone. And it got to the point where we just assumed that he was a bot, that he had it scripted so he would kill everyone. So every time we'd go to the zone, Hey, is Captain Crunch there? <laughs> Captain Crunch alert, Captain Crunch is like, oh gosh, this guy's a jerk, he's a killer. That's the definition of a killer. So as we wrap up though, we, I wanted to touch on, he actually updated his research. He added another axis to his categories, which split this down into eight player types. The Z-axis. The Z-axis. You got right? the X-Y, now we have now we the Z-axis. Now we have the Z-axis and the Z, axis is implicit versus explicit motivation. So what this does is it makes the four player types break down into two specific categories here. So if we look at the achievers, if you look at their explicit motivations, they want to set a goal and aim to achieve it. Like they pick the goal and they're like, cool, let's do this. And those are the planners. Hmm. And then the other ones are the opportunists. They're not gonna set a goal, but they're not gonna look around they're just gonna look for things to do, and the goal will come over time. Yeah, they still have that goal of achieving, but it's not like as methodical. Yeah. So you. They're not
1: planning it out. Yeah. So
0: you have the planners and the opportunists. And then. How about the explorers? What? Yeah.
1: Um, first one you're scientists. Um, that's the explicit one. Uh, they are methodical in their acquisition of knowledge. They're mm. just, they're. F- purposefully going out and seeking, like, going back to Genshin, they're going and getting all these books, they're leveling their characters up in their friendship. Yeah. Uh, They're reading item descriptions.
0: I think about this as, like, a game comes out, they test every single crevice to see where the glitches are. Uh, Boom, 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 boom.
1: (laughs) And then the other one, which is more like that, is the hacker. Okay. this is the implicit one, and they have an intuitive understanding of the virtual world with no need to test their ideas. Okay,
0: so they know how it works, and they're just gonna figure it out over time. These are like the hackers. that, that They're not gonna be as methodical as the explorers, but they still want to get this knowledge and peel back the layers. Very cool. And then, what about the socializers? What does that break down into? I think it's the, the networker. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, that cut off. Yeah, got cut off, but this it breaks down into the networker and the friend. So the networker is like the guild leader who wants to see what you can do.
1: Like they want to help people achieve their goals.
0: And then what about, and then you have the friend, which is the implicit, where they just enjoy, they just enjoy company. They enjoy they playing. I
1: love hanging out with people.
0: And lastly, the killers. This splits down into the politician, which explicitly, like both of them want a big reputation. Oh, yeah. They want to be known on the server. They want to be known on the forums, whatever it may be.
1: But with each of them, they each want a different kind of reputation. Different, yes. The politician wants to be famous. The griefer wants to be infamous.
0: Basically. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, right? So think about the griefer, Captain Crunch. He was infamous. He didn't care if he was well-known. He just was killing all the noobs. Yeah. <laughs> so... This is the Bartle taxonomy of players, and I listened to a podcast from him, and he warned about, again, taking these too seriously, hard, fast criteria, and again, thinking about as components here. So as we wrap up, I just want to ask you, just, I'm gonna read you some sentences, and just, oh, we gotta send it, right? Cool. I'm just gonna read through these real quick, and you tell me which type of, player they are. Oh I haven't tried that one. What does it do? jeez. Uh, I wish I didn't throw it. Oh
1: no. <laughs> um like the achiever? Like Explorer. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, explorer. Hi. The
0: socializer. Oh yeah. Sure, I'll help you. What do I get? The Achiever. Achiever. And lastly Die, die, die. <laughs> Every COD player ever. And the killer. <laughs> and the killer. So that wraps it up. Good yeah. show. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. If you have any questions, if you have any other criteria you can think of, uh, please, please send them. Our email is shareddiscoveryshow at gmail.com. Please leave your questions in the comments. Send us questions. We'd love to read them off here. Uh, but that, that wraps it up. Awesome. So thank you for joining us for episode three of Shared Discovery. As we close, please make sure to have fun, be kind to others, and play some games. Thanks.
1: Yeah, and don't forget to be good people.